0: Crisis emerges in, yeah, sorry, in the form of a giant monster, baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb. I never, never get those wrong. The one time, Billy's here. I get it wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the theater. This is Extras and Epilogues on the Godzilla 1985 Network. And hey, finally, after almost nine years on the air, we're talking about Godzilla. The very thing the podcast is named after. Nine years it took to talk about Godzilla, and here we are tonight. Now, in, in full disclosure, uh, my usual co-host, Hunter Hendricks, is not here because he has not seen this film that we're going to be reviewing tonight. We're going to be talking about Godzilla Minus One, which is still in theaters, so this is a little bit different for us. Uh, instead, I have Lindsay is going to co-host with me because she also saw the film with me. Lindsay, Hello
1: i'm the stand-in and i don't mind watching subtitled films
0: that's true she's an anime girl so she's used to it and uh we also have very special guests tonight someone that i owe a huge apology to and we're gonna get to that here in a second uh, <laughs> this man i've gone long long ways back with i've thrown fire fire in his face he's uh, crushed me numerous times in the ring But we're setting our differences aside tonight to talk about something that we both love. If there's one thing that unites us other than our hatred for Dalton, it's Godzilla. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show again. First time in a long time, Mr. Billy Hills.
2: Yes, sir. Hello. 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 Now, Billy, let's start Uh, this
0: off with my apology.
2: Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, Never mind. I, I just <laughs> remember what this is for. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. The, he oh, mentioned on air last Thursday. Yeah, like no, twice. Well, not Last Thursday, the other two Thursdays ago.
2: Right. <laughs> so, so
0: like two months ago, Billy messages me and he says, you know, we're talking about Godzilla. Because We always talk about Godzilla. And I think that's like most things we talk about with each other. And Godzilla minus one's coming to theaters. He's like, do you want to go? I was like, absolutely, man. That sounds great. And I was really looking forward to it. So. We had to record an extra episode that day because Kaz, my cousin, wasn't available the day we were gonna record. And it completely slipped my mind. I was like, okay, I'm in I'm in I'm in production mode. I gotta do two shows tonight. So we do the first show. And as we're doing the first show, because it was a two two show night, Billy texts me as like he says like 10 minutes till showtime. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And then I go, Oh God, and live on the air, I had a mental breakdown because I realized I stood Billy, Billy Hills up for our Godzilla date. So, Billy, let me apologize <laughs> to you just from the start here.
2: Yes, sir. And that's okay. Like when, whenever you told me, uh because you know I was still able to read everything through the 20 or 30 minute previews that they of course play oh my God. before the movie. You know, I I completely understood and I like honestly like well, you are a very 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 busy human being you wear a lot of hats at a lot of places um the fact that you even ever sleep at all is a miracle <laughs> so you know i completely understand sir it is okay and uh you know we will definitely catch the next one because uh we'll we'll, we'll get to that once we start talking about the movie
0: so, absolutely because there's definitely
2: you. i do appreciate it in you so definitely thank you. will be
0: a next one on here. So we're talking about Godzilla minus one. This is the 30th film by Toho. This is the 30th film by Toho as we're gearing up for the 70 year anniversary of Godzilla. Damn. So you can yeah. stay tuned later on next year. Billy and I will definitely be doing a retrospective on Godzilla as a whole. I'm I'm setting that right now for the 70th anniversary. Um, we might say get- he's
1: going to get you more Godzilla.
0: I was about to say, we might try to get some special guests on here. Zane Laney, uh, a notorious Godzilla fan. So maybe, and I know he's listening to this one. So maybe we can even get him on here to talk about it for the first time ever. But Godzilla as a whole, one of my favorite series in the world, Billy, I think you would agree with that. It's, it's one of the best, but Godzilla has always been a certain thing. It's always been a, I go to the film to watch the monster destroy cities. And sometimes I have to deal with people talking in between the parts where the monsters destroy the city. This film, we talked about this uh, after we watched it. This was the first film that made me care about the people just as much as I cared about Godzilla. So, with that said, really quick, I'm going to give a couple of stats. We're going to do it a little bit differently tonight. We're going to give our spoiler-free review of the movie for people that haven't seen it. Then, once we give our review, then we're going to dive into the actual you know, meat and potatoes of it all. So... Uh, released December 1st, 2023, written and directed by Takashi Yamazaki, starring, and boy, this is gonna be tough, but I'm gonna do my best. Uh Nosuke Kamiki, Minami Hamabe, Hamabe, Sakura Ando, and Suke Sasaki. Now, if I mess any of those up and you are one of the actors listening to this, <laughs> which you're not, I apologize. Uh It
1: all sounded like Japanese to me, so
0: well. I appreciate that. Fake it till you make it, I guess 124 minutes, which is a little bit longer than what Hunter and I have designated as the sweet spot, which is about an hour and a half, but with this movie, well worth it. I didn't want it to end. It went by too fast. As far as I was concerned, Uh budget versus box office. We're talking about a $15 million budget versus a $25 million box office in the United States. As of today, that will definitely go up because I believe it came in third at the box office beaten only by I forget what number two was but number one was a little surprising Lindsay it was the boy and the heron or whatever the Miyazaki film that's a The number Miyazaki
1: one. film okay took number one
0: at the box office so really good I mean, it's
1: got a good voice cast and has been getting good reviews I haven't got to see it yet myself but it is a Miyazaki film that they released in theaters the year it came out so it's been a while
0: and think about this think about this Billy this is crazy um when was the last time you heard of two Japanese films dominating the united states box office
2: and not since i was born and i was born in 1987 and i don't think that that's happened since then No, not that i can remember
0: no me neither i mean there have been big japanese films over here of course i mean anime in general usually does pretty well pokemon did very well but nothing like this this is like barbenheimer levels of wow i can't believe this critical reception for godzilla minus one is absolutely fantastic i mean it's getting high marks everywhere critical and audience reviews are way way up there and it's well deserved so the film what is it give you a brief a rundown of it real quick this is the first period piece godzilla film which is actually set 10 years before godzilla 1954 timeline wise so this is like a a if you love period piece films which i do this is right up there with you. Takes place uh, during uh, during the war. It, Japan has lost. They there is a kamikaze pilot who decides not to die for his country in a you know in an outcome that's already been decided. So he escapes to an island to get repairs on his plane, which is a was just false. He goes there because he's hiding. Basically, this mythological creature that the locals know as Godzilla comes ashore, attacks them, even though he was provoked. And you'll see it in the film. And from there, he goes back home to a destroyed city, dead family, and he tries to rebuild his life after the the United States air raids while dealing with this all of a sudden massive Godzilla that has been mutated by um, the the atomic bomb, which then attacks. That's all I'll say about the plot because we're going to get into spoilers. So... Normally we give our review at the end of the film. We're gonna do it now and get it out of the way so we can talk about the film and we can get in on this. Billy, the way that we do things on extras and epilogues, we follow the classic setup of two thumbs up means you love it, one thumbs up mean you like it, one up, one down, you're neutral, one down, you didn't like it, two, you hated it. Um, I will go ahead and let you take the lead on this one. What is your rating for Godzilla minus one?
2: Sure. Well, since I am holding my phone with one hand, consider this two. <laughs> two for sure um for me it's uh best godzilla movie ever made hands down for me
0: that was a controversial a controversial statement that we made to each other we each wanted to say it but we were afraid the other was going to think we were crazy um
2: yeah i yeah <laughs> yeah 100% like i was not going to say it until I, you know, heard it from, you know, you or maybe others, I I was too afraid to say it out loud. I've been too afraid to say it publicly. But uh, <laughs> I think, you know, kind of over that because, uh, you know, right whenever this dropped, you know, the trailer for, you know, the other Godzilla movie came out. So there's all that controversy, too. But, yeah. no, I get this one. Definitely two. Two thumbs up. Easy. Hands down.
0: Lindsay, let's go to you. What we'll say you?
1: I am not as big of a Godzilla fan as you two, but I did thoroughly enjoy the film. I was engaged the entire time. Like you said, I I cared about the characters. I wanted, like, a good outcome, but I know how most of these films usually go, so I had mid-expectations for that happening. Um, All in all said, though, I'm going to stick with one thumb up, just because, again, it's Godzilla is not my favorite franchise, but I really enjoyed the film. I would gladly watch this again. If you wanted to go see it in the theaters a second time, I would gladly join you. And for me, it was honestly refreshing going to see a subtitled film again. It's been so long as far as that goes. And, like, I'm not someone that can do, like, dubbed-over live-action foreign films. I can do it with animation because there's a little bit of a, like, grace period in there. But with live-action, I can't do dub.
0: Well, two things on that. One, I regret inviting Lindsay to the show. Um, she gave it the wrong rating.
1: Because you, you wanted another film with all, th- all two thumbs up. I'm sorry. I am being honest.
0: Uh, and I can't remember what the second thing is at this point. But, yes, I, I will also give it two thumbs up because I think uh, I agree with Billy 100%. Not only is this the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen, but I think this is just a good movie in general. Even if you don't like Godzilla films, this movie, I think, hits all the things that you're going to want in a film it's sad it's exciting there's a lot of action it gets deep too and we're going to talk about that now so that is the spoiler free part of the show um from this point on major spoilers you heard our rating it's two thumbs two 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 thumbs up one thumb up it's got a great great approval rating from us here at podzilla 1985 that's your that's your warning five four three two one okay let's jump into the movie as a whole now I the last Godzilla that I saw, what other than the Hollywood films? Because the Hollywood films, obviously, they did what they did: Godzilla versus Kong, which we did see together, and I guess King of Monsters. King of the Monsters came out after Shin Godzilla, I think. I don't remember now. I uh, look it up.
2: I believe that was pretty pretty well the timeline. I yeah. believe because I think Shin
0: Godzilla came out in 2014. Yeah. Oh yeah. Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019.
2: How
1: has it been that long?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's been that long. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: This this is the first movie from Japan for Godzilla since 2014, and yeah. Shin Godzilla did so well. It was it was a good yeah. movie. I really liked it. To me, it was the scariest Godzilla's ever been up to this point. Oh yeah, he looked yeah. terrifying. Now I had an ex girlfriend who called it a uh, boardroom simulator because there was a lot of people just walking and talking in boardrooms. I'll give you that. That's the problem I'm talking about when it comes to these Godzilla films is you always have the same setup. It's Godzilla attacks. You have a bunch of of military and businessmen who get together and talk about what do we do. And then there's always some super weapon or something they use to defeat Godzilla in the end and rinse and repeat. And they're always good because it's Godzilla. That's a fun movie. But Billy, this one took a different approach Not only is it a period piece, but it's also, I'd feel like, a character study of a man with PTSD and guilt over the fact that he didn't die when he should have died.
2: Oh, absolutely. And on, on top of it, something that people never really look at, you know, Godzilla movies either, is it's much more than just a monster coming on land and destroying a city. It's a lot to do with the government trying to crush its people. Yeah. Yeah. They, like those, that's, that's always been the understudy of those Godzilla movies. It's always, you know, the big giant monster, which is the government in their fist crushing the, you know, the people beneath them. And this period piece being where it's set right at the end of World War II, not only do you have that kind of on the back end of things, but now you add Like you said, that man who is fighting desperately his PTSD to try and right every single wrong he ever made from that island to now. It's the biggest emotional roller coaster that a Godzilla movie has ever had. Yeah. I wasn't sure that anything was ever going to be able to top Shin Godzilla, because I absolutely loved that one, too. And I thought that that was probably going to be probably one of the best stories for him that we were ever going to get, because it was original.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: You know, just for how original it was. I didn't think anything was going to top it. And then here comes this. Oh, my cool. God.
0: <coughs> so... I I was recently, I was hanging out with somebody. She and I were talking about Godzilla. She's not a Godzilla fan. And I mentioned that I had seen this film and I said, this was the first movie that really, you know, surprisingly for a film about a monster who was symbolic, like you said, of an oppressive government. And also if you go back to the very original Godzilla symbolic of the atomic age and of the United States attack against Japan with the, with the nuclear bombs, how it never really deals with that beyond that first movie. That first movie is very much, you know, 1954 was very much a film about a country being attacked by this atomic monster, symbolic of the United States. And then for the rest of the time, Godzilla was either the good guy or the bad guy occasionally, but they never drew upon that time period again. So for the fact that they took this back to a period piece, and I told her, like, that was what was so cool about this. They dealt with PTSD and all that. And she said, well, is that what all Godzilla movies are about? And I think there is a a misconception that Godzilla films are about that and they're not they they yep. hardly ever stray into that territory uh, that this is a, a good time to mention one of the, the pieces of trivia I have it written down this is the first Godzilla movie to be a period piece set during the American occupation of Japan and almost a decade before the original Godzilla according to a theatrical pamphlet released with the film Shin Godzilla which was 2016 my apology not 14 it was so successful both critically and financially Toho was struggling to make a follow-up countless proposals were made but none felt that they could live up to the impact Shin Godzilla had with how resonant and acclaimed it would have been with Japanese audiences and it wasn't until the director Yamazaki had the proposal of making making a period piece that Toho began making a new film. Because like you said, it's hard to top Shin Godzilla with, with the way they portrayed him, but to take it back to a period piece was a brilliant move and gave the film such levity.
2: Yeah. Especially right now with the cultural climate that we're in right now, with just how everything is going. Absolute genius. And I mean, he nailed not only just the time period, but even right now, for even what that country is going through and others, yeah, like it nails it just so much on the head that it's it's an emotional roller coaster literally from the first ten minutes of the movie. Whenever you find out after the gentlemen that are on that island where he lands at, and they're like, "There's nothing wrong with this plane," <laughs> yeah, and you know, once everything starts rolling, you're like, "Oh,
0: yeah." because I oh. didn't know I didn't know where they were going with it. I thought it was, you know, no. when they when they point out that his plane was still working just fine and it's not just in that part. They mentioned throughout the film yeah. they were very critical of their own government. I was shocked by how critical oh. it was of the Japanese government. Um Lindsay, you got a well, thought?
1: Just- just just in general, like, with his PTSD, like, back then, like, if you were a kamikaze pilot, you were expected to die for your country. You were not coming back. Yeah. If you came back, you were shunned completely from your family because of shame. Like, And
0: he was.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, it's one of those other things that they had to deal with. And, like, but at the same time, his logic at the time is, okay, we are already not going to win. Why do I have to die? Like, yeah. our, our country is still going to be around. And that's just something else that doesn't always get touched on on those sort of things is just the mentality of the culture at the time.
0: And he was absolutely shunned. He comes back to he goes back home, finds that his city is in ruins because of the, the, the United States, the air raids. Uh, his family is dead. His next door neighbor uh, who criticizes him and shuns him for being a deserter. Her kids are dead. And it's in those moments that we meet our other main character of the film, who I believe her name was Noriko, if I want to say.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Noriko. Yep.
0: Uh, she has a baby as she's running because she stole food. She hands the baby off to him and takes off. Turns out it's not her baby. It was a woman had given her the baby before she died. And all of a sudden, she invites herself into what's left of his home. And what starts as kind of this like annoying person it just evolves into a loving relationship and a makeshift family for all three of them. And it's really setting in those emotional ties with these characters that again, I've never felt before in a Godzilla film. I cannot tell you a single character from a Godzilla film, except for the original because of Raymond Burr, Raymond Burr famously entered, entered, you know, put in the film for American audiences played Steve Martin. As funny as that sounds. And I, I I can't tell you any other character from a Godzilla film. I can't remember what they did. I can't remember what their purpose was. But yeah, I remember it's all about
1: the monsters. I, it was
0: about the monsters, and the people were just set sure. pieces. But I will always remember these characters because I had an emotional attachment to every single one of them, and that's uh, that that's kind of unheard of for a Godzilla film.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely a first of its kind, and I truly you know hope that it's not the last, and I don't think it will be. Uh, not only just because of, I know we'll get to the end of it, but just because of the end of it and just how big it's been.
0: Oh yeah. This thing is, has been a blockbuster both in America and Japan. I'm glad you brought that Mm -hmm. up. That gives me a chance to, to make another one of my references here. Uh, opening weekend of $14.36 million in America. This is the highest grossing Japanese live action film of all time in North America. Not only oh, that, wow. but in Japan, this is the biggest Godzilla opening of all time, beating out Shin Godzilla. This yeah. thing is, I mean, this thing is huge. It's absolutely yeah. huge. And what I love about it especially, I'll say this and i I get to your point here, is you think about the Hollywood films. The Hollywood Godzilla film costs, I believe, about 150 to $200 million to make. This film costs $15 million. Makes Damn. you think, Billy
2: does it ever? And here's the thing. It's not even done opening.
0: No, we're still in theaters. The yeah.
2: Yeah, because it still has to open And if I remember reading correctly, I do believe it still has a European, like Australia, mm. open, that it still has to go, which is coming, I think, closer to the end of this month, if I remember reading correctly. So it's not even done opening like worldwide yet. Yeah. So it has... You know, opening there, it's opening here. It still has another. So it still has more openings to go to collect more money. <laughs> which
1: only been out for two weeks, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Two weeks I do
0: believe. Nine Coming days. up on week three. Yeah. Yeah. It it beat it's Beyonce's crazy. film. God. The beehive is upset about it. Um Gareth Edwards who is speaking of the the 2014 film Gareth Edwards directed that film and he attended a screening of this one and he described a feeling of jealousy and he said that this is what a Godzilla movie should be like. everybody has praised this film now with that said, I know we're just we're over here kissing Godzilla's ass and we absolutely should because it's an amazing film but I did have a problem with one part of this film. And I want to see if you had the same issue with it. I want to get the stuff I didn't like out of the way before we talk about the stuff we did like. So sure. we we talked about how most Godzilla films focus on the monster and the people are secondary. This film kind of flipped it on its head. It focused on the people and Godzilla wasn't secondary because he was the major threat. And he had as much screen time, screen time as he usually does. But it focused more on why the people are where they are and how they came to that point as opposed to how Godzilla came to where he is. And that's my only issue with the film is... I felt this was the worst Godzilla films description of where Godzilla came from because in this one, they literally Godzilla comes on the Island and one of the soldiers says, or one of the mechanics says, that's Godzilla. The local legends speak of him. And he's kind of small at this point and that's fine. He's, he's a mythological creature, which isn't too far gone from what Godzilla usually is. My problem is he goes from that being a, a probably like, I don't know, 50, 60 feet tall, maybe a little bit taller from something that size to the the size he becomes eventually and the only explanation you get from that is one tiny scene where they show what i can only assume is some kind of uh, historical reel, some kind of public domain footage of the bomb at bikini A- atoll or atoll I, I never know if that's correct and then it shows godzilla go gurr that's it that's your explanation yeah. that's the one
1: the, the, the atomic energy made him grow that much more
0: right but they don't but they yeah. just literally just show a clip and they show him and then all of a sudden he's huge and that's it they don't explain it at all that to me was the weakest part yeah. of the film that was the only thing i had an issue with was that a big deal for you or, or my pick am i just splitting hairs here
2: no I, I i don't think you're splitting hairs i wish they had a gave it a bit more uh, that part a bit more time to breathe yeah. Because it's like you said, I mean, it was a quick, m- maybe minute and a half that probably could have used two and a half.
3: Yeah.
2: Just to get a little bit more, uh, you know, context of, okay, how do we see this baby Godzilla, essentially, on this island that's just, like you said, a mythological creature, which, you know, pretty much he always has been that, sure. to now just this huge. Gargantuan thing that whenever you see him next, it's kind of like what they did in the Hollywood films, to where you see him kind of swimming underneath everything, and he just looks like this giant megalodon, and you're like, "What <laughs> the? Did he get here? How'd you grow up that you fast? Know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, he been eating Wheaties. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had some dinner cereal, but and, and then like I do, I just wish they had gave it, you know, a l- a few more beats um, to let that breathe a little bit more. That way we got a little bit more backstory, but I honestly feel that that's probably going to be for round two.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah.
2: I, I think that's probably what it's going to be um, because I think they really did want to make this one character driven outside of just the main character. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, kind of going back to what you said about the 2014 Godzilla director he tried his best to do what this one did. Yeah. And it kind of be a modern kind of period piece to where you do care about the characters, especially within that first 30 minutes. Yes. You know, of uh, everything. Yeah. He he did his best, but it was just it was it was a bit too convoluted. A lot of it just didn't make much sense, um, unfortunately. And it was just kind of all over the place. You know, the only good parts about it was, you know, the wreck and Godzilla and chaos. And everything else, but he he tried, so I could definitely understand his jealousy because you could see where he tried. He attempted it.
0: Well, I I Um, think the two biggest problems with that film, one is they killed Brian Cranston way too soon. I think he 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 was your emotional anchor in that film and they killed him off way too quick. And you have to assume that because this was a Hollywood picture, That there had to be some kind of studio interference with the director, Gareth Edwards, that they said, we need you to do this because we need to sell toys. We need to sell this. We need to sell that. And I don't think that uh, Takashi Yamazaki had those issues with the Japanese version of Godzilla.
2: Yeah, I I 100 percent agree. Yeah, I do 100 percent agree with that for sure
0: which is a real shame. And, and speaking of the difference between those, this is another, I love this quote, well, not a quote, but this here too. When asked about the differences between the American adaptations and the Japanese originals, the director Yamazaki <clears throat> stated that while the American Godzilla is focused on being more monstrous, the Japanese interpretation is both as a monster and as a god. And there are a lot of movies where they really present Godzilla in that way. In fact, famously, the 1998 Godzilla film, was so reviled by pretty much everybody, I thought it was it was bad. Okay. It was the first movie I ever saw in theaters on my own volition, but
1: a movie can still be bad and be enjoyable.
0: right? The Japanese, uh, when he appeared in some of the Japanese films, cause he did appear in final wars if nothing else. They called him Zilla oh. because as they explained, America took the God out of Godzilla. So this kind of follows that. And if you watch this film, you see a lot of that because Godzilla in this movie more than any other, I feel like comes across as an absolute force of nature. Like, that scene when he's in the town of uh, Giza or guys, I forget how you pronounce it. Exactly. It's, it's, it's Here's
1: the Ginza. That's just the city portion of Tokyo.
0: And it, it was like okay. a, uh, it was like a natural disaster. It was like a hurricane hit that town. You yeah. saw, you saw the destruction, I think from a closer angle and from a more brutal angle that I think you've ever seen in any other Godzilla film. It was scary.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering, you know, they were, they were in a rebuilding phase. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And the fact you that know. you see the buildings crumbling under them and like it wasn't just a massive right. boom, they're gone. You actually see the tumble and the rubble. You and see the people get crushed. crushed. You, you
3: see, you see yeah.
1: other people running over yeah. other people just to like get away. Like just the pure mm-hmm. chaos of it. And
0: that's yeah. a good point, Billy, is that I, I, I knew this, but I didn't really think about it. This is not like Japan in most Godzilla films where Japan's doing great and all of a sudden there's a monster <laughs> that attacks them. They're suffering from, from the war, they're trying to rebuild their lives. Why? And then Godzilla hits him. Yeah. Bastard. Because.
1: It's like, oh, you just like, got back up. Boom. Down. Sit. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like he came in, you know, Jeppeties and everybody. They're like, oh man, we're doing great. We're in this rebuilding phase. Look at all this. We're creating jobs, you know, money for everybody. Everybody's doing great. And then here comes Godzilla. Y'all, we're going to have to check you a little bit. Smash.
0: Yeah. Smash hard. And, yeah,
2: because it's the end of the war And help me out with time frame here But it's the end of the war And I think we get to Is it year, say, 10 to 12?
0: I think it was 19 Whenever he re So he, he I think he went back in 1947 Or somewhere in 46, 47 And then it's a couple years after that That Godzilla I, I'll have to go back and look at the timeline too Because he's there for a little while Before Godzilla reemerges.
3: The little girl at least got
1: to two or three. Right. If if you go off of the baby, she was at least three, maybe pushing four. I don't think she was more than three.
2: Yeah, because she was able to speak.
0: She said words.
1: Pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. For
2: the most part. Yeah, she knew some words and everything. And, well... Man, yeah, it really did Where Japan's Is putting the god Back in Godzilla Our American Hollywood One is too But ours is just in a different way Ours, he's not a god To the humans He's the god over the monsters Yeah, he's
0: the god of the titans
2: Exactly, Mm. so Mm. That's the difference in the variable between the two But if I'm going to put a lane Towards anyone the minus one and just his just let me peek out of this water. Oh, how they doing? Oh. No, no, no we can't oh, do God. that.
0: So, talking no. ab- about Godzilla himself. I also watched the new trailer for Godzilla or was it Kong X Godzilla, the new Empire or whatever?
2: Yeah. Godzilla X Kong, yeah.
0: I'm excited about it because I liked Godzilla versus Kong. Fantastic movie. But boy, the difference in tone between Godzilla and Kong running at the camera like a buddy cop film about to go fight somebody versus Godzilla minus one. You mentioned the part where he's peering out of the the water. My favorite scene of the entire film, what well, other than the attack on Giza, which I want to get a little bit more in depth than that here in a second, but the part where they're on the boat and they're just running from him, and he's just swimming in the water behind them, that might be one of the scariest scenes I have ever seen in a film. It is unsettling how calm he is, but knowing how destructive he is. It's like a cat chasing a mouse. Like, you know if the cat gets a hold of it, he's done.
1: Yeah, I have a legit question for you, because, again, you guys are more knowledgeable on the whole Godzilla thing. The whole deal with the fish from the deep coming up to the the top being dead has that always been a godzilla thing or do they just add that in so you can be oh he's coming
0: they they pretty much added that in godzilla like there's lots of different films that do different things i think 85 had birds was kind of the telling thing
2: um 85 was birds 2014 was fish as well okay the american 2014 they did fish as well on hawaii
0: okay yeah which it makes sense it makes yeah. sense, and if you if you look at when Godzilla comes on on to the the island, the original time, like he's not doing anything wrong. They want the Japanese pilot to shoot him because he's there. The Japanese pilot's too scared, which also plays into his PTSD because now he's going to get these guys all killed. And one of them shoots at Godzilla, and even though the lead mechanic is like, "Stop shooting at him," they keep doing it, and the Godzilla just wipes the floor with them in a particularly brutal way, too. Like they they. They pull no punches, and now this guy is the only uh, that. There are so many scenes in this film that just get you right in the heart.
2: You know, just, just say it, Shannon. It's the first time that we've really ever seen it. Godzilla eats a couple of them. He does. He just straight up he gobbles wore, on like, them. Like
1: Jurassic Parks and and flings. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, there was so many kind of like callback nuances to old. I don't want to say horror movies, but. That was your Jurassic Park moment. The moment you were just talking about where he's stalking the boat. That's a hundred percent from Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was just so many just little pullbacks like that in this movie from other franchises. Like it I just it's just it's my bottling. <laughs> just how good this movie actually was besides like you said a couple little things because i don't want to touch on it too long but my one big thing that i did not like was kind of the end but we're not there yet
0: yeah let's let's hold on because i want to hear your thoughts on that because the end spoiler alert i cried angle lie i full-on tears in my eyes and we'll talk about that in a second you talk about the scenes of this film that are horror related this is this godzilla more than anything. There are certain scenes in Godzilla films that stick with me. In the 1954 version, it was the first time you see Godzilla come up over the hill and everyone looks up at him. That was, I mean, it was a guy in a rubber suit, but it looks so good. In Godzilla 1985, it was Godzilla falling into the pit at the end, chasing the birds. That always stuck with me. In uh, Shin Godzilla, probably one of my, if not my favorite scene in Godzilla history when he full on the eyes roll back he he destroys the city in one fell swoop with his atomic breath and while they played the very like choir like music it was it was very haunting but this film on so many levels not just Godzilla again the part where he's going through the water and he's chasing them the part where he destroys the city and just like like a hurricane like a, just an atomic blast hits that city and tears everybody apart but also human scenes the when when the pilot wakes up and he sees all the dead bodies lined up on the beach with the uh, with the blankets over them and stuff. And then the one that survived ta- talks about how much they wanted to go home. And he gives them all the pictures and their pictures of them with their kids and stuff like that. It's like, holy shit, man. How has Godzilla, a, a Godzilla film that deals with destruction and loss, how has it never hit this deep before? Like, yeah. 70 years in and we're just now getting this level? Like, holy shit, what's gonna happen in the next seventy years for Godzilla?
1: Man. More good crazy. things, hopefully.
0: I'd say yeah. space Godzilla. We already had that once. Yeah,
2: we yeah, we did. We <laughs> did that one. <laughs>
0: Uh, before we talk about the end uh, again I wanted to mention the scene that got me the most that I was like I was actually mad about was in that part where the girl um, Noriko is working in the, the town that Godzilla attacks and I told Lindsay this after we left the film the part where they're watching he he runs to her he's too scared to tell his feelings to her because he doesn't he feel like he doesn't deserve to be happy he feels like he should have been dead he thinks he might already be dead and that this is basically limbo um but he goes to her because he cares about her so much he hears about godzilla attacking the city and he finds her which is really random what luck that he found her in the crowd and as they're standing there next to a building there's a little alleyway And they watch what's happening. She pushes him into the alleyway and then is blown away by the force of Godzilla's attack. And I legitimately did think she died at that part. Again, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, you better have seen the film because these are spoilers. I thought she had legitimately died that part. And I was so mad because I was like, why didn't you just grab him and pull him into the alley? Why did you push him out of the fucking way? It upset me. And but but that's how they, they got me. It's, it's like wrestling. Billy, you know wrestling. They hook, line, and sinker. Got yep. me.
2: Yeah. That, that, was, that was a 100% gotcha moment. And we're bordering what upset me towards the end. Because that <laughs> was a 100% a gotcha moment. Because now, on top of this poor man's PTSD, he's finally starting to possibly, I mean slightly, turn a corner with it. Turn a corner with it. Now, he sits there. And with the the small child, essentially. He watches this woman that he loves get blown away. And
0: lost, like, put it out. like in a natural Watch disaster. Yeah,
2: Blown away in this natural disaster. And now he's burdened with being a single father?
0: To a kid that's not even his.
2: That's not even his. Yeah. Come the hell on. <laughs> like... What else can you possibly burden the poor man with?
0: But it's 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 a good. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. You you go right ahead. Go, go, go.
0: Well, I was gonna say this, this was. It's a really good arc for him. He starts as kind of a coward. I, I say coward in the sense that he didn't to his country. He's a coward. Personally, I agree with yeah. him. Why kill yourself for, yeah. for for a predetermined outcome? But his 100%. country. Thinks he's a coward. He thinks he's a coward. He hates himself. He doesn't think he deserves happiness. Then all of those people on the island die. He has to deal with that. He blames himself because it kind of is his fault. And now the woman he loves is gone and he never even got to tell her he loved her. He has to deal with that guilt. But that is when he and I think it's deserved. His character turns to I've literally lost everything. I don't care anymore what happens to me. I want to kill this fucking monster. And even though Godzilla has been responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths in these films, because he is just a walking act of God. You never really get that personal level of animosity of, I have a personal grudge against this motherfucker and we are about to go at it. And you could see it in the actor. What a great job he did portraying a guy who has turned and is now this almost crazed, obsessive you guys say killer, but he hasn't killed him yet, but he damn sure tries. Um, let's get to the ending. Let's talk about the ending. And then yeah, yeah. the way we do these things is we talk, we'll talk a little bit about the ending. And then we will talk about what we think happens to these characters after the ending. That's the epilogue's part of it. So in the end, they devise a plan him. And uh, it was important to mention that he got a new job with this crew who were kind of uh, taking care of mines that had been disregarded by the United States and Japan and in Japanese waters. And one of the guys on that crew happened to be uh, in the military during the war, and it was kind of like a designer of weapons. So he comes up with an idea to sink Godzilla to the bottom of the ocean really, really fast, and if he survives that, lift him back up out of the water really, really fast, crushing him under the weight of—I uh, of, forget the exact term for
1: it—pressure, yeah.
0: What I love about this is this is not a this is not a government plan. That the government is still so secretive that they don't even want to talk about Godzilla, despite the fact that this thing is killing their people. So it's on soldiers who survived the war to come together once again to do this. And it's a really heartwarming scene. It's really, again, it's so fantastic, the emotional pull this movie has.
1: I enjoyed their, who's going to do it but us.
0: I I, Mm -hmm. I especially love the line where he says, are we guaranteed to die? And the guy says, no. And then he says, well, then we got better odds than we were at the war. It's, it's heartbreaking that, that they would, you know, and that they attacked Japan less than they attacked the United States in their dialogue. That, that really got me. But anyway, they devised this plan. Everything kind of goes okay, except for the fact that Godzilla is much stronger than they anticipated and smarter. So while Godzilla is weak after they've pulled him down and pulled him back up, the pilot flies the plane full of dynamite into Godzilla's mouth and blows him up blows his head clean off which is one of yep. never seen Godzilla go out like that before and nope. even though the pilot wanted to die he recruited the mechanic from the beginning of the film to help him load the plane up with bombs telling him look I'm going to make up for everything I've done I'm going to die in this like I should have died at the beginning and the mechanic installs a um eject button and tells him to live for this little girl and he does pull the eject button at the very end that got me too I really thought he was going to die I really thought he was going to kill himself and what I thought was going to happen is he's going to kill himself then everyone else is going to find out that Noriko was still alive and now she has to raise the kid on her own because he did that or I thought maybe she was dead and now he's dead and there's going to be some those guys take the baby and raise her while they have like a picture or, or some kind of effigy to to both of them and and sad ending maybe they even show a shot of him his ghost or somewhere in heaven meeting her again i don't know it would have been corny but i still would have liked it i don't care i love these characters instead blows godzilla's head off he survives at the last second big hero finds out noriko is still alive they found her which does make sense you're talking about japan in the 1940s or 1950s if there was a natural disaster like that, they're not going to find people immediately and, and notify everyone. It takes a while. Yeah, this this is before the Internet. This is before cell phones. Um, well,
1: Even when he went to the military base, like, hey, I need to find this guy. Like, well, it's it's not priority. We're looking for a lot of people right now.
0: Right. But she survives. He goes to see her. And one of my favorite lines of the movie, she asks him, is your war finally over? And he cries. They embrace. I'm, I'm actually getting a little sad talking about it right now. And uh, what I didn't notice the first time, and then someone pointed it out, and I went, oh, shit, is at the end, Billy, you probably saw this, because you mentioned to me what happens to the character after. I didn't know what you meant. She has, like, a dorsal fin on her neck, Um, one of Godzilla's that scales.
1: Oh, just a cut. Okay. No,
0: that was, like, one of Godzilla's scales because of his radiation. Yep. But it is a happy gotcha. ending. They are reunited. Godzilla's destroyed. And then you see a piece of Godzilla in the water start to regenerate. It's not over. That's where the movie ends. So... What did you think of the ending? Billy Hill specifically.
2: Lizzie, oh, me? Oh, oh, oh me? Yeah. Okay. I was Wait, going to, I was going to let Miss Lindsay go first. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was. I was going to let Miss Lindsay go first. But no, I'll I'll kind of knock mine out real quick. Um, I knew that whenever he flew it in, I kind of predicted that uh, the mechanic had put it in an ejector seat. Kind of figured that that was probably what was going to happen. Did not see him getting his head blown off coming.
0: <laughs> that was intense.
1: I'm sorry. That graphic was awesome. It was terrifying, but it was awesome.
2: But it was a great callback to whenever they blew half of his face off yeah. earlier in the movie during that jaw scene. Yeah. yeah. And it blew half of his face off, but in, in an amazing new ability of his, because, you know, he's been getting new abilities and a lot of stuff here Left recently. Left and right. Re- just regenerates it on the spot. Great. Thanks, Love you. that scene. Thanks, Radiation. And now come back to it. Exactly. Now come back to it at the end. We're just like, fuck, rebuild your whole head then, pal. <laughs> <laughs> rebuild your whole head then. And then, you know, finally everything starts to go down. Uh, of course, you know, get the meshes that, you know, Norco's in this hospital. Uh, big emotional reunion and then finding like you know like you said you see just these pieces of him and then before you know it you just it's just kind of a, that steady shot and then everything just starts to reanimate and you're like there fucking he is yeah. like there it is he like did. knew it was going to happen somehow yeah. but with with that being said there was more than one piece of him in those waters so it's like
0: Oh. Oh oh, oh 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 save that for the epilogue yeah. there we need to talk about exactly. that um Lindsay, go ahead ma'am yeah what about you oh you look upset what's wrong
1: Uh-oh. my computer is screaming i can't hear it okay if you can't hear it when i talk then that's fine but i, I will ignore it till we're done okay, but it's mind. over here screaming like a siren
0: can absolutely hear it when you talk <laughs> now that you say that.
2: But
1: yeah,
0: uh Yeah, now that
2: we're listening, yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Oh, Lindsay's Lindsay's saying goodbye. Are you are you out of here? I think Lindsay's. I
1: can't do this if it keeps doing that the yeah, no, I can't keep record while it's doing this.
0: Okay, so thank you, Lindsay, for joining the show. Billy and I will wrap <laughs> yeah, this up. Don't you worry you. about it. Yeah. Gotta get her a new computer. She's having issues. Or a new fan or something. It's it's very frustrating. Um I I really loved the ending. I I expected it to be a little sadder than it was. And normally when there's a movie like this where you get the happy ending, I get a little irritated because I'm like, oh, well, that's the safe choice. Of course you go for the happy ending. But in, in this particular case, I didn't have a problem with it because I wanted these characters. I was so attached to these characters. I wanted them to have a happy ending. I don't care how unlikely it was that Noriko survived after being absolutely blown away by Godzilla. I didn't care. I was just so happy she was alive. I had tears in my eyes. I was trying to keep them from falling down my face because I don't know how many other people... I actually heard people. No joke. I'm not kidding. I heard other people in the in the theater kind of sobbing. Like, you could hear the emotional impact that this movie had on everybody. And I thought that was fantastic. Um, now now that the ending, what we do here is... Uh, and, and by the way, before we do the epilogue, one thing I wanted to mention. Before he flew the plane into his face and blew it up... Um, I really thought Godzilla was about to torch everybody else. I thought, okay, this is the ending. He's going to blow everyone else away, and then they're going to stop him. And I was bracing myself for that. There was so much tension in that moment of, are these guys going to die? Because at this point, nobody had really died. You know, there was no sacrifice. You assume there's going to be one, and I'm actually glad they didn't because it, it felt really, really good. So Godzilla's dead epilogue part of the show we talk about what happens to these characters after the fact what happens beyond they're definitely going to make a sequel to this as big as this movie is there's no way in hell they're not making a sequel my first thing that i want to say right now is i want it to be a direct sequel and not another reimagining not another like okay well we're going back to the beginning again or anything like that you have a good set of characters here and a good godzilla keep it going you know Mm -hmm. with that said what do you think happens to these characters? You said there's multiple pieces of Godzilla and I like where you're going with this. Please elaborate.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I see more because, you know, they had the one piece really focused in right there at the front to show reanimation, but there was another piece lingering back behind it. Like you, you could easily see it lingering back there. And If one piece is regenerating right in front of you, only two other things could happen. Either the piece behind it is going to regenerate itself, or they're going to combine and regenerate together. That's the only possibilities that it has. Um, So with that being said, I think that everything for a few years is probably going to go great. I think the city will finally probably be rebuilt to a good place. And I think the government's probably going to acknowledge, you know, what the people did that day. Uh, because it was very much a, for the people by the people kind of victory. Mm and, from that, I think the government might try and take a little bit of credit considering you know it was a government scientist during the war that did it you know they're going to try and get theirs out of it
0: that's what governments do
2: of course absolutely they got to get their piece of uh of said pie
3: right
2: um and I do I think that there's going to be peace for a few years I think I could see the next one being maybe 10 to fifteen years into the future before he's like all right ready for round 2 let's go
0: and and what what you said about his multiple pieces i they're not going to do it i know they can't because they can't cuz there'd be no yeah. there'd be no way to win but imagine if all the pieces regenerated and formed multiple godzillas <laughs>
3: Oh, the world is screwed. And now you've got you've <laughs> got a, a
0: Japan being attacked by like six Godzilla's at once. Which I say they might never do, mm-hmm. but hey, I'm thought we're giving you that idea right now. We're giving it to you. Take it. You can have it. Yeah. That's free. Um, you, please. Dep- do it. Depending on how dark you want to make that ending, too, or the radiation that she had on her from the Godzilla stuff. Right. Um, if she were to like, I I don't want it to happen because again, I actually really like the happy ending in this. But you could fast forward 10 years and uh, Akiko, which is the little girl, she's now, you know, 15, 16. She's becoming a a young woman and he's raising her alone because she died. The mother died of this radiation. Like over time, it killed her. It could be another thing of how horrible Godzilla is. All the people that survived his attacks have died because of the radiation that he had, which would be a very, very sad ending. But it could, again... Bring impact to this character who now is a single dad. Godzilla's back, maybe multiple Godzillas are back, and now he has to deal with this. My question is: Do you keep him as the central protagonist, or do you move on to someone else in a story like that? Like, is is, because sometimes I do get worried in films. There's this. There's this thing where so much weird shit happens to the same character multiple times, like die hard. How many times can John McClane oh. be in a situation like that? Or, um, yeah. well, I'd say Indiana Jones, we kind of put himself in that situation, but any, anytime you have a franchise, you have a, a central character that finds himself in continued insanity. And you sometimes go, but why, why is it always this guy? And if you're the bad guy, why do oh. you keep going back to him? Do you think that would be a problem in something like this? Or would you keep the, these characters as the main protagonists?
2: I I think anything past a second movie for him would be too much because a se- a second movie could easily be done for him. Uh for him it could easily be crap. You know, uh Noriko's gone, Akiko's older. She could possibly be resenting him a little bit because of, you know, teenage hormones.
0: And the mother's going. So, kind of,
2: yeah. so maybe he's kind of feeling alone again, you know, small feeling. And then before you know it, here comes, you know, Godzilla back again. So all of that PTSD just comes falling back. You know, now guess what? That war actually ain't over Yeah. like he thought it was. Here it all comes rushing back again. And it's like, oh crap, here it is again. (laughs) What am I going to do?
0: How dark do you make it? Because (laughs) bless you, how dark do you make it? Um. Uh, And the reason I say that is because imagine this, imagine this scenario. So Akiko is 15, 16, like we said, right? He's, I guess now he would probably be in his mid-40s, maybe almost 50, and Noriko is gone. He blames himself for everything that's happened and Godzilla reemerges. He realizes that everything they did was just delaying the inevitable. What if he overcome with grief takes his own life and she becomes the central protagonist of the story and going investigating why all of this came to be and, uh, almost inherits it from him. Is that too dark?
2: No, no, because in in the second one he has he has to die. He has, he has, to. has to go. Yeah, he has to. Especially in the second dead. one, he yeah, like this second one has to have Godzilla going over.
0: Yeah, to put it in wrestling terms, yeah,
2: this yeah, is to the, put it in wrestling terms, Godzilla goes over in part two.
0: This has to be the Empire Strikes Back moment.
2: Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then it, I'm absolutely could one hundred percent agree with where. Yes, Akiko is only this 16, 17 year old girl, but she's super smart. You know, she's a great student. She's been you around know, all these um,
0: brilliant people this whole time.
2: Exactly. So she's not dumb. You know, by any you know stretch of the imagination. So Godzilla attacks this time. He does everything he has to, but then he's just like, all right, I'm done here, and leaves. Mind you, kills our main protagonist, right? Kills him. Boom, he's gone. Like you said, she now grows up like, okay, this man who, sure, my hormones didn't like him, and he did all this stuff, he did this, 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 this laundry list of stuff. But he raised me when he didn't have to. And now this monster who he saved me from now has killed him. And she's like, no, no, I ain't, no, Uh uh-uh, not happening. And she, along with, I mean, shoot, let's say what's left of his crew, the mechanic, the scientist, They just start either doing it via government funding or just their own finding some way to finally finish this in a third and final film.
0: Do you keep it grounded? And what I mean by that is this movie, even though it has a a gigantic monster, is still very grounded in it's, it's just tanks. It's just planes. There's nothing fantastic about it. These are all real things that could happen. This was very realistic. Um I, I like what you say. He comes back in the second one, 10 years down the line. He's regenerated to the point now. He wipes out the city. They can't fight back. He wipes them out. And then he does, he leaves. He disappears. And now you have at the end her family's gone. She's looking out over the destroyed city. By the third one, maybe it's a couple years later. She's maybe in her early 20s. They're rebuilding, and all of a sudden they realize Godzilla's coming back again. They don't know where he's been, but he's coming back how far do you take it? Would this be a time to keep it grounded or to maybe get a little extreme with it? Maybe do you introduce, I know it's going to sound crazy. You introduce like the zillions, the, the aliens from, you know, whatever. Do you introduce maybe a government funded task force that creates maybe Mechagodzilla? And that's when we finally, that's the only thing that can stop Godzilla. Or do you keep it to just the humans coming up with an idea of their own to finally destroy the monster? Like how should Godzilla go out in the end?
2: I I think it needs to stay grounded. I don't think they need to do a Mecha Godzilla because if I'm remember Mecha Godzilla correctly, I mean that was alien based anyways. Yeah, I so think it's like people like... aliens and everything, so no, I I don't want don't want it to go to that extreme because they like you said, I mean for this being a Godzilla movie, it was very grounded in real life everything. So they need to find A real life way to take care of this monster, which is, you know, finding some way to rise up above its oppressor and take care of it once and for all. Mind you, yes, it does need to be by any means necessary. So could they suck it up and ask for some American help?
0: Yeah, maybe the world has to unite to stop that. Maybe. Maybe you go even further with it, and I never watched it. This is the only thing of Godzilla I've never watched was the anime that came out a couple years ago on Netflix, but Mm
2: -hmm. if I remember... Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: If if I remember correctly, Godzilla became so strong and so gigantic that humans had to leave Earth, and then they returned to it years later. Do you maybe have Godzilla become so much bigger that maybe he keeps growing, and all of these, you know, nations have to unite to stop this thing, and this could be... Our our big come together moment, or come to Jesus moment, or maybe Jesus Himself comes down, and <laughs> Godzilla is always fighting someone. It's Godzilla versus God. It's you know yeah. who's the real God. That's the tagline.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we do, that could be like maybe like a like a. Odd just kinda of like directors kind of cut of it yeah, yeah, somewhere that's, else.
0: That's the version they wouldn't let him put in theaters. Like this is we filmed this one secretly.
2: But yeah, I mean let, let, let's just kinda, of, you know let's put it kinda of like a big like a big picture, okay? Um second movie. Um maybe there's something going on with like a world summit. Whenever Godzilla attacks. So you have all these kind of UN officials on Japanese soil trying to do because they're keeping Godzilla for the first go round still under wraps as well. Right. 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 So from that, they're all over there trying to help the best that they can. And like you said, I mean, they've pretty much rebuilt. So they're at the ending phase. Of this. So they're kind of there doing maybe a final check in, Mm -hmm. right? So we could say America's there, you know, just all the big bodies, right? And then before you know it, here he comes and just wreaks havoc again, destroys everything. And these officials from all these other big major playing countries are there and sees this happen firsthand. Mind your main protagonist, that's the human. He goes away, right? Third movie comes around. Japan's rebuilding again. I mean, hell, we could even say that maybe during the second and third, maybe Godzilla has popped up to another, you know, couple of countries maybe. And, you know, caused some havoc over there. Maybe he's which actually, Yeah. yeah. And brought other countries in on this. So this does have to be a worldwide everybody coming together as one to finally bring down this giant oppressor of people
0: that we created.
2: Yeah, that we did. Unfortunately, we created this monster. We need to end it.
0: Yeah, because Godzilla has always worked best as the reckoning i i love i love all godzilla films i love the ones where he's dancing i love the ones where he's flying kicking but to me godzilla works best when he's the when he's the antagonist when he is the reckoning of humanity by humanity's hand so i thought this movie nailed it in that aspect in a way that i don't think any other ones have so it was amazing absolutely Uh, we're gonna wrap it up there billy we are we are yes, at our allotted time, even though we don't have one. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I am gonna throw the invite out to you once again to again for the seventieth anniversary for Godzilla, I need you back on. We're gonna talk about the entire history. So that's oh, that's okay. gonna be a fun one. Um until then, for Mr. Lord Farmer William Hills Esquire, and for myself. <laughs> Uh, The theater is closed. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with another episode of Extras and Epilogues, where I believe we're talking about uh, the movie Aliens. Billy, we got this thing this month where we're doing two shows a week for this, this particular show. One show is a Christmas movie because people want to talk about Christmas movies. But the other one... It's we're calling it. It's Bean a good year, and we're reviewing the films of Michael Bean. So we did Tombstone last week. We did Terminator. Tomorrow we're doing Aliens with Stephen Brights. That should be a fantastic. Week. He's a great actor. He's been in some good stuff. Fantastic actor. Anyway, until then, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. For Billy and myself, we will see you on the next show. Have a good night.